Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, my name is Moira O'Brien. You're very welcome to the show. This week, we're again digging back into our archives and bringing you a show which was first broadcast in February 2017. We have a very special guest this evening, and this gentleman's name is Eric Fitzpatrick. And Eric, you're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers. Ted, thank you very much for inviting me to speak. Delighted to be here this evening. And we're delighted to be here with you. And Eric, we usually grill our guests. You probably have heard some of the questions, but however, we're going to ask you those now. <laughs> so what brought you to Toastmasters in the first place? I joined Toastmasters in March of 2004 because in December of 2003, I was in England to deliver two presentations and they both went so horribly bad. I realized I had to do something to get better at giving speeches and giving presentations. I can tell you, Ted, the first presentation I gave, I sat down after giving it, giving it and the guy next to me said, well done, Shergar. <laughs> I looked at him, what do you mean, well done, Shergar? I think he was going to say I'd raced through it. But no, apparently all the time I was delivering the presentation, I was counting like a horse. Right. That's interesting. I oblivious to it. In the afternoon, I stood up to give the second presentation, and I forgot to put my biro down on the table. So throughout the presentation, it was in my left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. <laughs> 20 minutes in, it was in both hands, and snap! And I broke it in two, and this shard of plastic shot out across the room and hit our 75-year-old CEO who had flown in from Cincinnati, Ohio, oh, that well, morning. Excellent. Excellent. Well, if that wasn't a good enough reason to join Toastmasters, I don't know what was. <laughs> Fantastic. And what has been the greatest benefit to you? Do you know, it's funny. We, we talk about Toastmasters and the ability to help people to speak and give better evaluations and do the impromptu speaking. But I think the real skill or the real benefit of Toastmasters is that it raises people's self-esteem. We face situations every day where we have to give a speech, where we have to answer questions. And I think Toastmasters gives us the confidence to answers, to give answers to those questions with greater credibility, greater competence. And I think that's where what Toastmasters delivers. Excellent, yeah, that's it. I agree with that. And what has been your biggest Toastmasters challenge? I think when I... When I first got involved in competition, I remember taking part in the first couple of competitions and having no confidence in my ability to deliver a speech, remember the speech, and even attempt to get through to the next round. And I was lucky enough after a couple of years to get to a division final and having won at the club in the area contest, I believed I was going to go on and become the world champion of public <laughs> speaking. How little did I know? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that though, thinking it. But I, but I went to division and there were seven contestants and I was so far behind everybody else, I finished about 12th. 
<laughs> or the and seven. Excellent. I, I know the feeling. I need to. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, it's and a I remember yeah. walking away from it thinking, oh, my God, these people are so much better than I am. And there's nothing more I can learn. All that, all that happened at the time was I, re- I didn't know how much I didn't know. Exactly. And that's the learning, isn't it? And it is. And, and that's the bit. It, it was to actually walk away going, actually, there is so much to learn when it comes to this. And I often think outside of Toastmasters, that's one of the challenges. So many people think they know how to speak. And they stand up and they give a presentation. And if you ask them how good it went, they go, oh, it was brilliant. And if you ask their audience, they'd go, oh, I got bored after the first couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, That is very true. That is very true. Actually, this year, and you will have known this because originally you were one of the people who was going to be organising the Dublin conference. But That's the, right. the amazing thing about Dublin is, and you know this also, that our guest celebrity this year was Craig Valentine. Yes. And imagine 2001, just after, he was only in Toastmasters nine months and he pulled off the World Championship of Public Speaking. He, he did. He, it was, what year was it him? Was it 2000 or 1999, actually. Sorry, you're right. I think it was. 1999. Um, and, and he was only 29 when he did it. And I remember hearing that and going, oh, I hate him straight away. <laughs> of course. Young and world champion. Incredible. Um, Twice as much experience as he had back then, and I've nowhere near getting to be the world champion. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, you know, your very first answer was very interesting, what brought you to Toastmasters. So you were already in the speaking business, Eric, before you actually joined Toastmasters. Ted, I wasn't in the speaking business. I, Are I, you I giving a presentation, sorry? I, I was working as a, as, as a sales professional, I suppose, for a company in the UK. Okay. And every year we would go over and give these annual sales presentation so i was giving literally two presentations a year and they just happened to be on the very same day okay but other than that i I suppose the answer to that is other than that there was no formal presentations but actually i think what it takes a little bit of time to learn is that every conversation we have on a daily basis is a form of speech or presentation it's just recognizing the skills required to have that conversation and get your message across yeah, that's brilliant. I, I agree with that entirely because I've been asked questions by people or I've been in situations where I've, I've asked to respond to something and people come back to me and say, what you said there was very relevant. And that's so yeah. that, that's so empowering. And, it, and I know that's all coming from Toastmasters. And that's that's the thing. And I think anybody who's a member of Toastmasters, if they ever go to an environment outside of Toastmasters, for example, let's say they were going for a job interview. Yes. And they believed that they were competing against people who were not members of Toastmasters. To have the skills and for it to generate the confidence goes an awful long way to helping Toastmasters to get jobs at job interviews. I have to agree with you there too, because the confidence is something that just comes comes naturally anyway once you're in Toastmasters. I was lucky enough about five or six years ago to be on the Derek Mooney show on RT Radio 1. Okay, And I remember on the morning leading up to that um, radio appearance that I was as nervous as bedamned. And I remember getting into the car to drive over to the studios and I parked the car in their car park. And it was only as I was getting out of the car that I said to myself, actually, Eric, this is just a topic session in a different environment. And just taking that, just taking that on board helped me to to calm the nerves, become a little bit more relaxed and go in and do a half decent interview. Yes. 
Yeah, you're so right, actually. Yeah. And with regards to uh, Toastmasters, Eric, what would you change about the organisation, if anything? Oh, there's a question. I think, from a speaking perspective, I, I would change the fact that we give a speech, and once we've delivered it, it's like we, we throw it away and we have to write a brand new speech. I think where that's concerned, we need to recognize that there's huge merit in giving the same speech over again, because that's when you really fine tune it. And that's when you get the chance to make it even better than it is. I so, you know, I so agree with you, Eric. I've done a number of my speeches, Moira here. I've done a number of my speeches uh, many, many times. In fact, there was one speech I gave, I think, 10 times. So that was a bit excessive. But uh, I regularly do more than one occasion of a speech because the second time you give it it's always much much better than the first you learn from the evaluation that you had in the first time but, but not and, and you're absolutely right but not only that i mean as you give it the, the second or the third time new ideas come to mind that you can actually allow you to put something new into the speech which is better than the original i i, I tell a story in 2010 i was lucky enough to get to the district final up in sligo and in my speech, I tell a story about calling up to my girlfriend's house one day with the Easter egg and the Easter card. And I gave her the Easter egg and she put it on the, on the kitchen table and we went out for a walk. And while we were out walking, she dumped me. <laughs> I love it. Go on. <laughs> Thank you for sharing my pain. <laughs> but, but, but in the speech, I tell the story that... Um, I, I say to the audience, I look, I appreciate the concern and the reactions, but it's not necessary. It happened a long time ago. And I said, besides, I got my revenge. It took me about four years, but I got my revenge. Would you like to know how? And I go, they go, yes. And I go, I married the girl. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. You, but, didn't, you didn't take the dumping, so right. But on the day, that line generated a huge amount of laughter. But it wasn't in the first six drafts of the speech. Mm-hmm. And it only came to mind having delivered it a second or a third time and, and hitting upon this particular idea. And I think that's the benefit from a speaking perspective. I think from an organization perspective, I know we have these two different tracks. We have the speaking and we have the leadership. I think as an organization, we have to decide where we want to go. And I think our strength is in public speaking in giving people the skills to speak with more confidence. And while I'm not suggesting that we step away from leadership, because I think ultimately that will be the more important one, but public speaking is where we have the advantage. And I think that's what we have to drive home right now, to be able to make people realize that here is this, and it really is a hidden secret, and there's a huge irony attached to that, given that we are a communication organization, and people, not enough people know about the organisation. And I think we need to drive home that message. Yes, you're so right. It's a, it's a, a question that Luanne Kent answered in, in a very similar fashion. She said Toastmasters International. It's an international communications organisation. And it's incredible the amount of people who do not know about Toastmasters. And, and Ted, some of the people who... I've heard of Toastmasters, think it's something completely different yes. to what it is. Yes, yes, yes. They don't realise we have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric, what keeps you coming back? 
at this stage, it is certainly there's a few things. One, I've built up some really good friendships and I certainly don't want to let any of them go. Secondly, it's the number of times that at this stage I might come home from work and I might think, oh, I'm tired and I don't really want to go to a meeting. And I force myself to go. But at the end of the meeting, I walk away exhilarated because of the energy of the people, because of the banter, the crack, the laughter. And then the third reason that keeps me coming back to Toastmasters is it's a chance to continue to hone the skills. Mm. I think the day... The day that I or any other Toastmaster believes that we have it absolutely nailed or as good a speaking as we ever can be is the day we're going to start to go downhill. So for me, it's about constantly looking to learn from some of the other speakers, practice new ideas and get better as a speaker myself. Superb. Eric, That I totally enjoyed this interview. And will you be so kind as to stay with us for the next segment of the talk show for talkers? Oh, I'd be delighted to. Absolutely delighted. That's great, Eric. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.